Kyrie trade and they were giving Kyrie love on his way out and I was like fuck all that <laughs> but I understand it I understand it so uh, we, were, we were toxic bro like have like I wanted to celebrate him for a little bit because I was like you know he did what he did and then half of the other guys were like man good about you know good nah the way that the way like, man. The way that it ended, the way that he blew everything up, that's why I, I say fuck all that. That's why I'm like, I, I'm not I'm not celebrating this guy because he hit the he hit the detonate button in the middle of the season. But uh all right, let's run through these um these screenshots and then we'll go around the horn. So <laughs> speaking of, you know, the detonate button, uh Kevin Durant had some time. He had some time to think about what he was gonna say before he met the media in phoenix and thank god espn sent nick friedel out there that's that's a bonus right <laughs> they're taking the national spotlight off of us our game friday got flexed nobody wants to watch the nets well at least we got rid of that chaos merchant so kd he said i feel like i'll i'll always i'm always going to be a new yorker through and through nah kd um you from uh maryland but your boy ace rich climbing he's a new yorker all the way through KD also says some stuff about, you know, trades being made. And he said, when a player can dictate where he wants to go and leave in free agency or demand a trade, it's just part of the game now. So I don't think it's a bad thing. It's bringing more and more excitement to the game. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Sounds good now, Slim. Sounds good now. What else we got? Uh, Go back to that Harden one if you can. Go back to the Harden one. So, you know, after Harden was here, he said, fast forward to date, I don't look like the crazy one. You do look like the crazy one. I saw you quit in Sacramento, bro. <laughs> do look like the crazy one. But we understand these guys hated Sean Marks, Joe Sy. They hated the Brooklyn Nets organization. There's a lot of finger pointing going around and uh, it's over. What else we got? We got Kyle. Not from Rich Kleiman, though, right? I don't know if you saw, but I saw Rich, Rich Kleiman... He put he put a lot of respect and love on Joe Sy's like, name. He was like, "I love Joe Sy. You know, he's a great man." Yeah, and and what love. what does KD's camp have negative to say about Joe Sy for real? Because they respected his trade request. They they could have made him play out his contract. They could have kept him on the team, and they they did right by him. And I think that just kind of points to that is the fact that it's kind of a goofy take for people to say that you know KD leaving shows that no superstar will ever go to Brooklyn because they don't know how to handle it. There's a lot of respect between those two camps, and I think that's a good sign going forward. Speaks values when we traded KD to the one destination that he wanted to go to, and we didn't listen to anybody else. No matter what other offers were on the table, we just took the one that we were given by his destination that he wanted to go to. Yeah, and me personally, like I said, if I'm trying to, I'm trying to get over the old KD thing, man. I just, I'm not going to take too much stock into what Rich Kleiman's saying because. I know he's an agent and, you know, agents have to, man. yeah, it's a business. So you don't want to like mess up that uh, other bit, other, you want to talk bad about an owner and then have that fall back on you later on. So I just feel like he's doing the right thing of, you know, picking up Joe Psy and saying, oh, I love this guy. He's great. So not too basically Kyrie went personal. KD went business, right? You always hear the yeah. phrase is business is not personal. And that's never really true. But, uh, at the end of the day, they did business and they did right by KD and honored his trade requ- request and sent him where he wanted to go. Um, throw up that Kyrie pick one more time just to burn the Kyrie stands. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> They're not liking this, bro. They're not liking this. They are not liking this. They're unsubscribing right now. They are out of here. So 
I, Let me ask you though, Keith, bro. Like, how did you? Well, did you? What side were you on? Because we know Kyrie wanted his money, and Joe Side didn't want to give him his money. So I guess there were some people who were like, "Oh, good riddance," and then there were some people who were like, "Okay, we'll pay him. We want a chip? Just give." We him his were money. following this, obviously doing two, three pods a week. We were following, like, "Oh, Kyrie's trying to get an extension." Yeah. Uh, you know, Mrs. Irving, his agent, Sheila, Shatila, something like that. Yeah. She She's trying to get an extension. They're trying to have conversations. Oh, the Nets aren't really in a rush to have these conversations. Kyrie is playing masterful. Kyrie is leading the team. He's killing it in the fourth quarter. He's playing his way into an extension. But the whole time we were thinking, not till the end of the season, they have no reason yeah. to extend him in the middle of the season. Yeah. And then, boom, he said, all right, y'all don't want to give me my money. I'm tired of being tolerated. I'm tired of not being unconditionally loved, right? You're supposed to just sweep under the rug all the nonsense, all the headaches, all the negative energy I brought in, and you're supposed to pay me just for what I do on the court and not worry about my off-the-court stuff. Nobody sees my work ethic, whatever, bro. I had a show that night, and I didn't want to even talk about it. I'm like, I'm so disappointed that this dude decided to put his business, his money, his future in front of the entire team. You're making thirty-seven million this year. You're already rich. Mm, like good point. you gotta, good point. you gotta blow up this team right now. This is a team that went eighteen and two in a twenty-game stretch. This is a team that had a twelve-game win streak. We're trying to survive without KD. Ew! Why would you do this right now? It's particularly embarrassing too because he made such a big point of saying, "Well, this is my hometown team." Uh, you know, Duke University by way of West Orange, New Jersey, all of that stuff, acting like, you know, it's supposed to be team over self. And, yeah. and he never followed through on that. And, and putting aside all of the other things that you might not like Kyrie about, uh, anti-Semitism, the way he, you know, interacts with the media, X, Y to Z, you have to look at the fact that he barely played half the games that he was available to play in. And for Kyrie, more so than James Harden, more so than Kevin Durant, that was his choice. There were some injuries, of course, but he made call, he made calls. He made the call not to get vaccinated. That was his choice. He made the call to go to that birthday party. That was his choice. And ultimately, when he decided, okay, I'm out, he made that choice to go. And, it, and it's clear that not even in the same sense that, that KD always says, you know, playing basketball is the most important thing. Kyrie Irving was trying to get paid a, a max four-year contract for only playing half the games. And that's at, at a certain point, you have to look at that as a business person as stealing money. Yeah, I would say from my point of view, I I was on the side of I wanted to, like I said, I'll do anything to bring a championship to uh, my city of Brooklyn. I'll do anything. So I was on the side of I'll pay, I'll, I'll deal with the bad of Kyrie just to get the chip and maybe pay him and trade him later. But the, the trade request took me as a shock. I was shocked. You know, I didn't expect it. But I'll, I'll give you this. When I saw the reaction from KD and Kyrie, like when I saw the reaction from Kyrie after he left, it made me like him a little bit less more like, whoa, bro, what are you, why are you kind of saying stuff like this about us? Like, I thought this was like, like Ozan was saying, I thought this was Jersey. Like, I thought this was home. And he just kind of like shoved us to the side and really give us, you know, I know you don't like Joe Sy or Sean Marks, but the way he kind of didn't say goodbye, well, he did say goodbye to the fans, but it just, it just didn't seem it was right. It wasn't genuine. Yeah, it just didn't seem genuine, you know? I just think that, like, I do see his side kind of. But at the end of the day, you miss half of your games, making all these demands. We aren't really winning anything. There are games where he doesn't show up and he's demanding all of this stuff. 
when we haven't won anything. Plus, he would he probably would have got that contract have you finished out this year and you win this stuff. But nope, you decide to request a trade in the middle of all of this when we could have gotten better and could have won a championship. He didn't see anything through. We didn't really. We were never really to see a full season with him. Always something, but yet he wants a max contract. Like anyone else is going to give him that. Yeah, to me, just Kyrie's always moving the goalposts. It's always something different, right? It's always like, uh, it's always like a different narrative. Now it's talking about making the best business decision for me and my family. You're not going to like every employer. You opted in. What are you talking about, bro? Like yeah. you're the one saying you wanted to be here. We chanted in the arena, Kyrie's home. Like, you're the one that played into the whole, I want to be on the floor for the Nets. He's the one that said, I have family and friends that y'all don't know how how hard they go for the Nets, how hard they root for the Nets. And you're going to sabotage the Nets season because they didn't extend you midseason? And then like, talk bad about them. Yeah, and then talk right. bad about them on your way out. It's just Burn like, the bridge on your way out. And, and that's that's a trend, right? Fool me once, fool me twice. We're on three times now. He burns his bridges, and you know that's just a reality of who he is. Just in the same way that the reality of you know Kevin Durant is that he's a ring chaser. You know, let people be who they are, right? Take them for their face value. All right, flash that that graphic you put up, uh, Alex, the blue one about the big three, and we'll move on. Sixteen games together, they were thirteen and three. When you think of the biggest what ifs in league history, that three player trio to to me makes uh, takes the cake for sure. So yeah. It's over. We got to all move on. And uh, as Nets fans, I think we actually built up the fan base, the attention, the arena, obviously the podcasters and content creators off the backs of these three superstars. And this will be a stain on their careers more than the Nets organization because the Nets aren't without any you know players. It's not like the Nets are left the way they were left after Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. Like, we got a little squad and we got a coach. So let's move on to the All-Star game quickly, right? Uh, our guy, uh, Netshead, he's part of the Brooklyn Brigade. I always call him Netshead, but his uh, his his Twitter is Hoopshead. Shout out to uh, Hoopshead81 for this tweet that he put out. Flash that tweet when you get to it. Uh, it's a screenshot under No Nets Represented. He said, I think Nets World is the only team not represented at the All-Star Weekend. The NBA had two shots to make this right by inviting Cam to the Rising Stars game. And especially after three 40-point performances by him. And then he goes on to say, uh, they could have invited Utah to the three-point contest. It's inexcusable not to have a team represented. And in my opinion, I, I agree with that. Because the Brooklyn Nets are not the New Jersey Nets, the lowly Nets that lose a bunch of games and don't have any attention. 